Hi everyone, Vicky McLeod here. Welcome back to Europe is Coming. This time I'm speaking to Norwegian athlete Andrea Solberg about recovering from injury, her goals for 2022 and her unusual warm-up techniques. We talk about how important it is to be present in the moment and the power of gratitude. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast, taking you inside the minds of Europe's best CrossFit athletes and the people behind them. Welcome, Andrea Sulberg. Thank you. To Europe is Coming. You're from Norway, and I'm trying so hard to pronounce everybody's surnames properly, so I'm sorry if I've just butchered that one, because it's, it's spelt Solberg, which is an easy way to say it, but Solberg yeah. is how yeah. I'm almost, yeah, almost there. Yeah, it's not that easy in Norwegian. <laughs> how, um, how old are you, Andrea? How old am I? Uh, 25. And how long have you been doing CrossFit for? Uh, six years now. I started early 2015. So I know that in Norway, CrossFit is a it's a huge culture that's like a it's like a it's so 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 popular over there and I I, I expected you to tell yeah. me that you'd grown up with it what were you doing before CrossFit? Yeah. Uh, I did gymnastics for 11 years so I didn't grow up with CrossFit but, but it's a good background to to going into CrossFit and when I quit gymnastics I just want to to do CrossFit for exercising while I was studying for medical school. And then when I started CrossFit, it was like two months and then I did the Open because I I was I realized I wasn't done competing at all. <laughs> so now I've almost, uh, I'm almost, uh, I've almost done CrossFit for as long as I did gymnastics. Or not almost, but it feels like it's starting to get, to get a bigger part of my life than gymnastics was. Because uh, for the start of my life, um, in the starting, I felt like gymnastics was my whole life, but now I've been doing CrossFit for so many years that it feels like that this is my also been a really big part of my life, and that's how I want it to be. What kind of gymnastics were you doing? Uh, like the, um, uh, oh, pardon my English, uh, I haven't used it so much lately because of COVID, but uh, you know the, the Olympics the gymnastics mm-hmm. with the four apparatus for the girls, the beam, floor. Uh, vault and bar yeah uh, that's kind of gymnastics so you you must have been grown up with a lot of um, physical strength as being like a big part of your life because that takes yeah takes a lot bravery timing rhythm and a ton of hard work yeah we trained a lot I had like uh, 30 hours a week when I was a quite a little girl so it's pretty hard but uh, I ha- always had the like the options to, to quit my parents were really supportive but I l- love the sport, so that's why that's how it kept me going. So you were competing a lot. Uh, yes, I did compete a lot, but uh, mostly at Norwegian level in gymnastics, uh, a little bit international. But uh, we didn't have like uh, the best coaches when we were young, so we got a Russian coach when we, I was when I was older in gymnastics. So it was kind of too late to to become like big internationally. Uh, but we did compete a lot uh, in the national level. Because you have to start, if you want to be a good gymnast, you have to start so, so, so young, don't you? Yeah, even younger than I did. I think I saw when I was six. Uh, but then again, we didn't have good enough coaches. And 
we didn't start to train like probably before I was like 12 or 13 and that's maybe too late. But it's a perfect entry-level skill to have for a good CrossFit athlete. So Yes, it's perfect. Yeah. I should do a, uh, I think I should uh, have done some weightlifting and track and field and stuff to have like the perfect background because the strength has come so hard for me in CrossFit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, besides that, I think it's perfect. So the so when you started to do CrossFit, it was for leisure rather than for for competition purposes. Yeah, it was just for exercising. Did you walk into just at your local CrossFit box, or did somebody yeah. suggest it to you? How did you start? Oh, I just I think I saw it on the internet, and uh, I just I had just quit gymnastics, and I needed to stay in shape, and then I just saw it and thought oh that's cool I like challenges so I want to try it and then I just found the box that was closest to my school so I could like go from school to the gym and uh, then it was two months and into competing but my intention was to just exercise I was done competing no more sports now it's all doctors doctor stuff and then it suddenly changes change a lot So did you give yourself permission to like do a, a switch? Like to, you, you didn't get mad at yourself for thinking, I've made this decision and I've gone back on it? Or did you realize that it was a passion you needed to continue? No, I didn't realize that until I think 2019 because um, I started crossing in 2015. And in 2016, I got into medical school. So I was like competing in CrossFit and I really loved it. But it was still not my 100%. It was school that was 100% but deep inside I knew that I really wanted to compete but I was so determined to go to medical school so it was CrossFit was always always my second um, and then I, I qualified for regionals in 2016 um, but I couldn't go because I had my exams to get into medical school so I declined my invitation mm-hmm. and then I qualified again in 2017 and I realized oh maybe I can go to regionals but I still have my exams so I need to focus on that one so I, I went to regionals, but I still had my main focus on my exam that spring. Um, and then in 2018, I didn't qualify because I was too weak in my legs um, and still focused on school. But then I started to realize that, shit, I want to do this. Uh, so I had an opportunity in, in because then I didn't have the opportunity to go. So then I realized I really want to do this. Uh, and in 2019, we ha- I had a chance to take uh, some time off school. And then I, re- uh, I decided to... Uh, now I want to go for it. I want to travel and compete. Uh, and when I did have the time of school, I got my ticket to the games and everything changed. And I had the, the taste of being a full-time athlete. And after that, I haven't looked back. So now it's been more like CrossFit is number one. And then I went back to school during COVID because we didn't have the ability to compete that much. Uh, but still now CrossFit is my number one and school is like second. But I, I have to finish school though. But now CrossFit is my number one priority. So you're still studying to be a doctor? Yes, right now I have uh, another year off for my second time. Um, but I have uh, one and a half year left uh, and then I'm finished studying to become a doctor. What kind of doctor are you? A medical yeah, doctor? Yeah, medical doctor. So then you would go on to specialise in something yeah, after but that? I don't know. If you yeah, I don't to. know what, yeah. Now I want to be a CrossFit <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna finish my doctor. well at least you know uh, what did you say I said at least you know yeah I mean that helps a lot of people don't know what they want to do yeah. with their lives so I'm gonna complete it uh, but right now I have one year off uh, and we'll see if I'm gonna have more time off or if I'm going back and yeah 
I need to shuffle it a little bit around, but I'm going to complete school because that's so far. It's a kind of, it must be tough to must be tough to be um, changing um, your attention all the time from school to CrossFit to school to CrossFit. So at least now you can just focus yeah. on one thing. So I think that the people that I've spoken to recently, one is a professional full-time athlete and he's um, he is just working really, really hard to get to the games. Another one is a full-time yeah. nurse and is trying to get to the games. Another one is a box owner yeah. and is trying to get to the games. If you've just got one thing to do, then uh, I think that that's um, yeah. a huge advantage. How, how are you funding yourself? I have some sponsors. Uh, and then I also do some uh, coaching in the, the weekends. Like I put up some gymnastic courses and gather big groups of people to coach them. But I try to do that. I'm not doing it right now because of quarterfinals and stuff. But I'm trying to do that like the sides of the competition. Um, and then I also have some good support from home and do some coaching. Um, yeah, a little bit here, a little bit there. But I'm trying to work uh, as little as possible this year. So your day-to-day life right now is just training? Mostly training, uh, yeah, and eating and recovering. And I just moved to Oslo. Um, that's like uh, the capital in Norway, uh, and it's also where uh, Christian Holst is from. And uh, the team, uh, CrossFit Oslo, um, took silver at the games uh, last year. Uh, so we we gather a big like community uh, in Oslo right now. So it's more uh, good for me to be here rather than uh, alone in the other side of the country uh, where I study. And I have trained a lot of alone the last couple of years. So the move has been really great for me. That's a huge advantage for you to be amongst all those great, great athletes as yeah. well. I mean, what's the what's the atmosphere like at CrossFit Oslo? Oh, it's so good. People are like, uh, this, people are uh, trying to, um, oh, I don't know how to say it. You, there, you find so many people that are working hard, that want to achieve something. Uh, not necessarily just going to the game store, winning the game store, whatever, but people are aiming for something and people are really positive and we're uh, cheering for each other. So it's like a community that I uh, experienced firstly in 2019 when I had uh, my first time of school. I traveled uh, a lot back and forth to Oslo. Uh, and when I first got to experience it the first time, I fell in love with the community over here because uh, it's such a good work community to like, do your thing people are expecting you to whatever you do you're you're doing it well so I really like it so you've got people around you that understand you yeah really it's like we can have fun and goof around but we also know when it's time to be serious I'm I'm often serious in my training and nobody like like I get a hundred percent respect for being serious about my training what programming are you following? Are you doing your own or are you, do you have a coach? I have a coach that we're working with. His name is Joachim Ries. Um He's known in the Norwegian CrossFit community. So it's the same person that Kristen has been working with uh, for the last year. And it's also uh, he and Kristen has uh, the Krieger training programming. So um, he's really, I'm really happy to be able to work with him. And Kristen is also there every day now that she has retired. She's really focused on helping uh, the rest of us that are coming after her and trying to fill her shoes. So, how is she? Because I know that she did a great job on yeah, the Yeah, really. I'm just retired, but I'm still like yeah, winning uh, almost. <laughs> I'm just going to smash yeah. this workout, but hey, I've retired. She's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's a true uh, champion in her mind, no matter what. 
I know that Kristen um, puts a lot of um, importance on yeah. mindset and focus. And I wondered if she had um, been coaching you or had been encouraging you in any way. Yeah, with she, that. Has, she hasn't uh, been coaching me uh, with her mindset, but she really has inspired me for the last uh, years when I've been training with her and working with her and speaking with her. Uh, and she's definitely learned me a lot about mindset. And I feel like the biggest step for me like up to Christine right now is definitely the mindset because she's working so much with it and I I see that uh, one of the reasons that she uh, achieved what she achieved is because she was so good with her mindset. What do you think are your challenges to work on with your mindset? How do you overcome self-doubt? For um, well that's a big question because I think every athlete uh, experienced that a lot and I've experienced it a lot uh, especially the last uh, during the last two years uh, because um, my progression on for example my strength work has been quite uh, low I haven't I've stand still on the same place and that was with, uh, an injury in my knee um, so I definitely have uh, dealt with a lot of self-doubt doubt the last two years uh, I've been starting, or last year I started working with a mental coach, um, and she's helped me a lot. So um, now in the periods when my knee allows me to train uh, well, I have uh, had some pro- I had progression, and it really helped me because now I've started to believe uh, that I can come back and belong in the game again. Because uh, like six seven months ago, I didn't believe I was able to come back because everything was standing still and I was injured and. I thought that this injury is going to bother me like too much to not be able to squat, and then I can't get stronger. Uh, but now that my injury is more in the right phase, uh, I feel like I have some progression, even though it's not good enough. It's, it's progression, so I feel like now I'm on my way back. That's good news. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, when you're in those dark places, when you're worrying about being able to progress, what did you say to yourself to get out of that mindset, out of that hole? Um, I've tried to like realize that now you're getting in the hole, so you, it's up to me to get out of it because no one else is going to do it for you. So you just mm. you have to. I have to believe that everything's going to be alright, and then I have to do everything I can, everything I can control. I have to do to make sure that everything is. Um, like, um, I don't know how to say it, but like I've done everything I can uh, for my knee to get as well as it can be. Besides that, I can't do anything. And I have to be really smart at training and I have to uh, control the things I can control and then believe that this is able uh, or that it's possible to get out. And now I feel like Good. I'm on my way out, what, out um, of it. How did you, I mean, you finished ninth yeah. in the Open, which is a great result. You must be delighted. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yes, it's okay, but <laughs> it's like the workouts were written for me, so I I knew it's like it's it's good, but it doesn't matter because last year I uh, I didn't qualify to semifinals in the quarterfinals because of the squat, uh, and I know that there's a lot of heavy lifting in the quarterfinals coming up next weekend. So the ninth place is just like okay, it's good, but it's we didn't work on my conditioning in. Uh, up until the open so I just have to do it like uh, take it for what it is it's fun yeah it's good but so it doesn't give you any confidence knowing that that you're in that position 
yeah, yeah, a little bit. It gives me gives me confidence that we can be there without focusing um, on the conditioning. Uh, so that's good, and it's, of course, it's it's fun to be up there. Uh, but my my mind is just focusing. What what would be your time. worst nightmare workout? What would be the worst thing that could come up for you? Oh, maybe what was last year, and any heavy front squat. Yeah. But uh, I'm hoping I'm a little bit stronger than last year. I uh, I started squatting again like just two months ago for real because uh, I had a surgery in my knee in uh, six months ago, and then everything started to look fine. But then it, two months later, it didn't was it wasn't fine at all. So then I had two months without squatting. Um, but now we started again in late January and. Uh, we have really made, made some progressions in January. So Brilliant. I'm really happy. These about are so that. complicated. I, I don't. I, so many athletes have trouble with their <laughs> knees, don't they? It's such a complicated joint. Yeah. Yeah. Every everybody has their injuries. Just it's you get the injury where your weak your weakest part is right. So you it uh, it stops you from doing what you need to work. So on. are you doing um, like the legendarily long Kristen Holter warm ups? <laughs> yeah, it's actually quite a funny thing because um, I'm I'm a really cold person. So and uh, lately we have been trying to experiment a little bit about that because uh, now that my focus is getting stronger, I can't spend too much energy warming up. Uh, so we, we have uh, a sauna at the CrossFit Flow. So every morning I I put on two wool sweaters, one thin and one thick, and then I go into the sauna. I'm sitting there for five minutes. And then I'm starting to get warm. And then I row for 10 minutes with also the wool sweaters on. Uh, so then my body temp- temperature is fine. And then I maybe do like 15, 20 minutes of like more specific warm up. So not one hour because the, the sauna and the rowing with the, the wool sweater helps me to get my temperature up. Um, but I, if I could choose, I would uh, really love to warm up for 60 minutes. But uh, we have to prioritize using my energy on strength training, not warming up. So, you, so would you suit training in a warmer climate, do you think, rather than Norway? Yeah, I would uh, love that. But the wool sweater is also worse. So <laughs> I, just keep my wool sweater, I just keep my wool sweater on during my whole session. So besides when I'm doing like uh, really like uh, wads, like AMRAPs and intervals and stuff, besides that, I always have my wool sweater on, like from September to May. Oh, please send me a picture of you and your jumper. Yeah, it's like uh, every Insta story I po- post when I'm lifting, uh, you can see me wear the wool sweater. So okay, and that's why. It's not yeah. because you don't have any other clothes. It's because no. you are keeping warm. It's because I need to stay warm. And every time I'm like uh, PRing my lift, I maybe do like, uh, I definitely don't just build up to a heavy lift. I do some workouts where I'm sweating or biking or doing burpees or something else because then I'm warm enough for this. <laughs> what are, What do your um, family think about your athletic dreams? Oh, they love it. It's like if I send them send them uh, videos of uh, some heavy lifts or some PRs, they're just like, oh yeah, it's so good that you're uh, that, uh, that you're following your dreams. So they support me really much. Uh, I haven't been able to do uh, either gymnastics or CrossFit without them because they've supported me so much. So it's a big part of uh, their life as well. Uh, sometimes I feel like their happiness is based on <laughs> my happiness uh, in the sports. But uh, I think they have my parents have gotten a little bit better to to have fun by themselves also the last year when I've gotten a little bit older. 
because in the other years it's just like they've been with me to every sport event that I do but now I'm more like in the environment in Oslo they can focus more on themselves but uh, they're really supportive. Are you an only child? Uh, no um, but I'm the youngest. Oh you're the baby. <laughs> I, yeah I have two uh, older siblings. So the, the the possibilities of getting to semi-finals is a real thing, yeah, I think, course. this year, Andrea. Yeah. So how are you um how are you feeling about travelling to Lowlands or to London? Which one would you rather go to? Oh, I would go to both. I just miss competing so much. So I would uh, it's the same for me. Um I think. Uh, I've been to London many times and I would love to go back. Uh, I've never been to, yes, I've been to Netherlands as well, but uh, I just want to compete live because uh, after I, I want, um, I qualified for the 2020 CrossFit Games, but uh, as probably many know, it went online. So we have to do it here in Oslo. It was really fun doing it here in Oslo with the, the Norwegian community, but I didn't get the chance to travel and compete. And after that, I haven't done a live competition. So uh, no. It's been a really long time now, so I just want to get out on the competition floor. Uh, my goal is to get back to the game. How have you organised uh, the quarterfinals for next weekend? I imagine there's quite a lot of people in CrossFit Oslo who are going to be throwing yeah. down with Luckily, you. Luckily, I'm not uh, the one organising it, but uh, we're going to be a lot of athletes and a lot of good athletes doing it next weekend. How many are you? I, I don't have the number, but it's, uh, it's a lot because... Um, there's also other people from uh, other places in the country that's coming to Oslo because the coaches just look like at CrossFit Oslo. So I think we're going to be a good group of people. But also a lot of the, the athletes are doing the team quarterfinals, which is uh, like three weeks or so or something. Um, but I'm not, I don't want to focus too much on how many people we're going to be uh, on so and so. I just want to like focus on my workout and let the other uh, go for the organizing uh, competition yeah don't worry about something that's not yeah. important to you but then, I mean I imagine the live element of it and the atmosphere will be yeah. and it will get yeah. you going and... yeah we will feel like it's a competition we also have that during the open and like it's like it's a competition all day every day as possible <laughs> yes, it must be hard not to get yourself into that situation where you're literally racing no, everybody. I'm actually, every I've been quite good at it, uh, this, especially during the Open, because it's like my type of workout. So I know that I just need to follow my own plan. So maybe the first 30 seconds, I'm like a little bit influenced about the people around and maybe goes a little bit too fast. And then I realize that if I'm going to get my potential on this workout, I just need to stay in my zone. And then I just block out everything. And I don't see the other people. So it's good in the open. What are you saying to yourself when you're in that first 30 seconds? Then is it is it go, go, go? Or is it calm down? Which one do you do? Uh, maybe uh, I think when the clock starts, it's just like, go, go, go. And you just get so excited. And then after 30 seconds, it's okay, now get into your zone. Like just start to breathe, uh, do the, the plan that you have planned in your head. And then... I try to stay really present in the moment. It's a it's yeah. a sign of a, a experienced competitor when you can do that. Yeah, I have competed. I have competed a lot in CrossFit, even though I haven't competed much the last two years. I have competed a lot, so I really know myself on the workouts that I, especially the workouts that I have confidence in, which is not like heavy lifting and stuff. I really I know what I'm capable of. So 
it's uh, important for me to just follow my own plan. Mm -hmm. The um, so the future, as long as your knee mm. holds up, it's looking good. Yeah, yeah, really good. I'm I'm uh, on my way back. Yeah, thank I'm happy you. to hear it. <laughs> um, yeah, and good luck for the quarterfinals. Thank you so much. And enjoy I'm really the excited atmosphere. about it. We're going to have you. in um, Mallorca at. Uh, there's go we have two sets of quarterfinals going on, one in CrossFit Mallorca and one in C23. I think there's probably about 25 athletes in total. That's a lot. I know. It's a lot. And a lot of people traveling to just throw down together. Yeah, it's nice. It's like CrossFit Oslo and just in Mallorca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you have but a lot of great athletes there as yeah. well. And the atmosphere yeah. is so, it's like, it's, it's exciting, but also it can get quite tense. Yeah, you, so, you. I think as an athlete, you have to stay in your own game uh, and use advantage of the competition uh, atmosphere uh, for your advantage. But then when it's getting too tense, you have to like, okay, step back and stay in your yeah. own zone. Mm. Yeah, I think stay if you can do that, really, yeah, I think if you can do that, uh, it's just a good thing to have like a lot of competitors mm. that are at a high level. Do you have um? I just said suddenly thought of this question. When you're in live competitions and you feel, do you ever have that kind of feeling of like other athletes are trying to psych, psych you out or do you, or is it everybody very friendly and it's very, uh, um, very easygoing? Do you ever have it, that experience? I think I have. Yes, I have had uh, some experience with it. Uh, but uh, I remember like one time uh, I just answered back, uh, like I just, uh, I think it was like this. Is, uh, this workout is just going to be uh, about who's willing uh, to hurt the most. I think uh, one person said, and then I just said back, "Yes, it is." And then I went out and crushed it. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but because I, yeah, because uh, that was like that was the the right thing to uh, to hear because uh, one of the things I'm good at in crushed is hurting. So I felt like, oh, that was just what I needed to hear because I'm good at this. So uh, that was. Uh, I didn't like see it as a disadvantage and other times I think people m might try to do it but I don't realize that they're trying to do it because I'm so in my zone <laughs> so I might not even understand that they tried to psych me out and if mm. I if I'd understand it I would just like okay you need to focus more on self because that's what I do <laughs> I would never yeah. try to psych out someone before in a competition mm -hmm. because I, I, I mainly believe that you have to focus on yourself when you're competing not everyone else well, there's a, one of the things that uh, strikes me is that it's being like one of the uh, the kind of crucial things about CrossFit, especially when you get to a really high level, is that bit between when you're warming up and you get and you hit the competition floor and you're stood there waiting to go on, and it's like that. That to me was probably the most crucial part mm. of the whole competition is the waiting because that's when you really are having those little doubts yeah. and the chats to yourself in your mind. Yeah. And I always wonder what I watch some like on uh, YouTube or whatever, or sometimes in person. I'm watching the athletes, thinking, I wonder what's going on in their minds. You know, it's like they look might look calm, yeah, no, but there's a lot going You're on. You're really nervous, um, and that's how I often feel. I can almost feel uh, at at that time how the workout or the competition is going to go because if you have a lot of like self doubt, then uh, oh, this is going to hurt so much. I'm not going doing good. Uh, you either have to reshift your focus or the workout's probably going bad uh, because mm. uh, you will always be nervous nervous about 
that it's going to hurt or what your results is going to be. But if you still like believe in yourself and have the confidence and just like, okay, take one thing at a time, uh, the workout usually goes much better. And I also, you also have those, those thoughts uh, before workouts in training, but it's just like to a lesser degree. So it's just like, it's really more big after yeah. the competition. Uh, and also the advantage of live competitions is like uh, when, when you're able to stay in the moment, you can like, okay, but I'm actually here with a lot of the audience and I'm in this country of this cool place. Um, and then I start to feel more grateful. And when you start to feel grateful, you will perform better because, yeah, you know how, uh, you know how that works. Uh, I remember I did this like in, in Cyprus. Uh, I went to the Athletic Games in 2019. And then I was like, we had a, a run swim workout outside. And I just remember I was that morning instead of like, I felt nervous because of running, it's going to hurt, but I like running. So it's not, it's not that bad. And then I just, it was a beautiful uh, sunset and it was just the nature at the marina. And I felt so grateful before that workout instead of just trying to focus, oh, I'm going to run so hard, it's going to hurt. I uh, performed much better because I took in the surroundings around me. So you're happy. Yeah. Gratitude. Yeah. So that's important. Yeah. Do you practice any kind of journaling or gratitude practices in your day to day? Yeah, I do it every morning. It's been quite a ritual for me for the last few years. Well, you do like uh, morning morning pages? Yeah. or in the morning. I write it down and I have a book. I always wake up in the morning and think, oh, what have I got to do? But I never ever spend like five minutes writing stuff down yeah. like that. But I've heard so many people saying it makes a big difference to them. Yeah. How does it affect your uh, day? That's one thing is just like writing it down uh, because it's easy to just write something down and feel, like, yeah, I'm grateful for that, uh, blah, blah, blah. But you have, you have to like bring it into the day because when I then, uh, I walk to the gym and uh, now that I walk to, to cross it off, well, it's like, one day I just think about all the things I have to do, all the things I have to uh, hit in training, I have to hit that way, and I have to do this on that workout, but Brandon, I have to eat, and, I have to, and you just check, I check, but instead of just like, when I'm walking to the gym, feeling grateful now I'm here in Oslo, and I have this opportunity, when I practice like, the things that I'm grateful for, the day, the day go even, the day will be much better. So you have to like, one thing is writing it down, but you have to actually be grateful for it as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, to feel it. Yeah, but I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not able to do it every day. It's it's hard, but uh, the weeks when I'm I'm more good at that and just be more present and feel the gratitude, it's much better on everything. I I, I feel very grateful that you you spent some time with me today, and I am really happy to speak to you. I'm so pleased to meet you, Andrea. Thank you. The same. I was really I'm grateful for being here. <laughs> <laughs> talking to you so i hope to i hope to see you um at a semi-final yeah of course and uh i'm gonna come up to you and give you a huge covid unfriendly hug yes in london or well Holland. either one either one yeah yeah i'm, I'm gonna to go to both i'm gonna crush the semi-finals as well so yeah that's it girl <laughs> thanks very much for being on the show thank you for having me <laughs> Thanks, Andrea. It was great to get to know you. Coming up on this week on the show, I have two more athlete interviews prior to quarterfinals. If you're enjoying Europe is Coming, please leave a review for us wherever you get your podcasts. Every single one helps to spread the word. Until next time, thanks for listening and bye-bye.
Don't miss the next episode. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Europe is Coming is a programme production and hosted by Vicky McLeod.